Howdy, disciples. Welcome to the Creator's Calling podcast. I'm so excited and I'm honored that you have chosen to tune in to this podcast. Now, my name is Kurt Madsen. I'm the host of the podcast. I'm also on Instagram at the Creator's Calling. And it's that Instagram page that really started uh, moving towards this. The Lord has just sort of led that direction. Now, what I am desire to do here in this episode is this. I want to give you exactly what this podcast is going to be all about. We're going to talk about timing. We'll talk about format of the show. And I'll give you some personal background information as well so that you know a little bit more about me. I want this to be a personal, as personal as it can be in a digital world, you know. But before we go into all of that and more, we've got a lot for the show today. Let's pray, and let's ask the Lord to go before us. Lord, we pray. I want to lift up this podcast and lift up everybody who's listening at whatever moment they're listening, Lord. I pray that you would send out your Spirit. Fill us with your Spirit. Empower us. Speak to us. Minister to us through your Spirit, Lord. We want to hear from you. I pray, Lord, that everybody would be strengthened that they would be encouraged, that they would be built up in you, that your word would speak to our hearts, would speak to our callings, and that we would leave this time together on fire for you. So, Lord, we commit this time to you. Be glorified in it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this show, this podcast, is going to be for anyone that's in the arts, any genre, and not only that, but it's going to be for any man, any woman who wants more of Jesus. Because there's one thing that we know, and that is this, that every man, every woman is a creator in their own way. They each have their own ways of doing it, but every man and every woman is a creator. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 says this, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. What's the first thing we learn about God in Scripture? Well, Genesis 1-1 tells us, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You see, the first thing he tells us is that he's a creator. And disciples, you are made in his image. You're a creator too. And remember this. This is so interesting. Jesus, his occupation before he had a ministry, what was that? It was a carpenter, right? Matthew chapter 6, verses 2 and 3 say this. And on the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus, we know, was a carpenter. He grew up in a carpenter's shop. Now, would you read that word carpenter there in the Greek? Here's what it means. It means literally 
a begetter. He was a begetter. That's so appropriate. God in the flesh is a begetter. We could translate that word maker. Now, in Jesus' time, it referred to somebody who creates, but its reference was not only to people who create in wood, but it's to people who create in stone and is metal as well. You see, Jesus understands the artist from the inside. Remember, he was both God and man. He understands the artist innately from both sides. Now, I want you to get a hold of that, disciples. Did you hear me? He understands who you are intimately. He understands your thinking as an artist. He understands your challenges as an artist. Jesus knows you so well. So we're going to talk a lot about these things, how the Bible speaks to the artist. But that being said, everyone will benefit from what goes on here. Now, how many of you, and I'll bet all of us have, have had people come up to tell us, you know, I wish I were creative like you. I can't create anything. And then they might walk into the kitchen and they put together this meal that you go, I couldn't do that if I had to. Or let's say somebody is a uh, engineer and they've got all these, you know, math numbers, all they have to deal with. But what are they doing? They're using those engineering skills to create buildings, to create electrical circuits, to create who knows what. But you see, they're creating. Everybody is a creator. So everything that happens here on this podcast is going to speak to the heart of men and women. Now, no matter what area of the arts that you're in, you could be in the fine art like I am. You could be in music, writing, dance, performance. The Lord has something to say to you about your calling through his word. Now, you know, in the arts, it can be very intimidating and it can be very difficult to live for Christ and to share him in the environment that we can often find ourselves in. Now, in the fine art world, and remembering that I do cowboy art, my art goes into a secular world. And there could be, if, if you're in the same boat, there could be a constant fear of this, even within, I must say, even within the church construct. There can be some challenges as well. But in the fine art world, there could be a constant fear of sharing Christ. Now, that's true of a lot of occupations. But with the fine art world, with the performance world, with the music world, in particular, if your work goes out into a secular venue, there's challenges. And it can be difficult to live for Christ and to share him with others. You know, in, in the world that I'm in, the fine art world, uh, what, you can, what goes on in your head is this, and many of you will know this. You can be so afraid to say too much about Jesus or even make a passing reference for fear that you're going to drive somebody away. That it's going to result in a lost sales and they're never going to come back. You know, that fear can mean two 
if I say something, I might lose that job that I need, that, that opportunity to perform that I need, that, that venue that I was counting on. You see, there's, I can lose friendships. There's all kinds of things that can be barriers for the disciple of Christ. But I want you to notice something, disciples. All of them are driven by fear. And there's never been a time than where, where what we, I've seen anyway, where fear fills our world and there's never been a time where there is a need for Jesus in this world that has been more significant. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. What is it? Joshua chapter 1, that the Lord told Joshua as he went into the land. The land for you and I is moving out into that area of the arts that God has given us to possess. He repeated over and over again, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. You see, you're moving into a land that is filled with fear, and they need to be filled with hope. You see, one of the most powerful things that the arts do is it provides hope for people. When people buy a piece of your work, when they come and listen to your songs, when they read those words you wrote, those words, those songs, that painting brings hope. You see, it's an opportunity to show people who the true hope is. That's what the arts do. Because the art itself can bring a temporary hope. But it opens the door. It opens an opportunity to tell people about the real hope. It's wonderful. First Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21 says this, He was foreknown before the foundation of the world. But he was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you who through him are believers in God, through Christ are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Right there is what the world needs to hear. Your faith and your hope is in God. And as you move into the land, being strong and very courageous. That's the door that's going to open. That's the opportunity to tell the truth of Christ, the true hope. You see, your work opens doors. We don't have to beat people over the head with the gospel. We don't have to be rude. You see, the Lord opens the doors. Now, here's the situation that's within the church today. These are some interesting statistics that I found, uh, a couple of different surveys. And I can tell you that within the arts community and the Christians in the arts, that this number is, if these numbers aren't, if not the same, they're lower. Very interesting stuff. Listen to this. This poll was done by the American Bible Society. Now, it was done in January of 2020, so of last year. At that time, they asked people in the church if they read their Bibles every day and were impacted by it. 
Now, at that point, 28% said they read their Bibles every day and were impacted by it. So the Holy Spirit was really moving on them. Now, this same group conducted the same study in June of last year, June of 2020. So, 2020. so you have a six-month later in the year. And, of course, the shutdowns and that were on. That number had dropped to 22%. It had dropped to 22%, six points, 6%, six I should say, in six months. That's a percent a month. Now, the Barna Group did a study as well during this time period, and they found this, that within 90 days of the shutdowns, only one out of three Christians were going to church or watching it on TV. One out of three, 66%. We're not being fed. We're not being strengthened. All of that was gone. Church membership right now in the United States is below 50%. Lowest ever in our history. You see, we're living in a time of the Laodicean church. Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16 say this, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. It's so easy to stay lukewarm. One foot in the world, one foot in the things of the Lord. Everything that's going to happen on this podcast is going to be about building you up in him. It's going to be about building you up in him. And you'll notice I use the word disciple when I'm referring to you believers, to all of us who are listening. The Greek word uh, here literally means it needs to be a learner or a student when we read that in Scripture. You see, I'm a disciple. I want to keep learning of Jesus. If you're listening to this podcast, you want to keep learning of Jesus. Now, a disciple of, in Jesus' time, it referred to those who followed a particular rabbi. And they learned this rabbi's way of studying and looking at scripture. Now, interesting side note here. You know what that was called? That was called a rabbi's yoke. His yoke was when you took on his teaching and his way of interpreting scripture. Now, what did Jesus say about his yoke? He said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. You see, he died on the cross, disciples, for our sins. He paid the price. So, he lives inside us by his spirit. That means that we're not driven by a set of rules that we have to keep and hope to be sinless. No, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Because he paid the price. It's paid in full. His Spirit lives in us. And what does the Holy Spirit do? His ministry, one of many things, is that he puts in you the hunger for Jesus. The hunger to know him more. The hunger to be learning of him constantly. The hunger to grow in your love of Jesus and your love of other people. 
One of the things that happens when we are in church is that the church rarely gives an answer, or rarely, rarely even discusses the arts, and why the arts matter to God. You'll see them often using the arts in many ways, whether it's in worship, sometimes performance art, some of those types of things. But there's not much teaching on it, and there's not much application to the artist. But here's another interesting thing to understand. How did God choose to reveal himself to man? Well, there was creation. It's all created. But his primary way for now, his primary way when we talk, go all the way back, was what? That's right, it was his word. You see, he gave us his word written down, disciples. God chose to give us his word written down. And his word, what does it contain? His word has all kinds of creative literary genres in it. It's narrative, there's poetry, there's songs. Of course, it talks about the visual arts. God chose to give us his word in a form of art, the written word. Did you know that one out of every three pages, if you take the all of the the uh, the verses, chapters of the Bible, and just go by volume here, one out of every three pages of Scripture is poetry. One out of every three pages in Scripture is poetry. You see, the Bible is art by God the Spirit Himself. The impression so many times that we get is that if you're not in the pulpit, if you're not involved in an outreach, if you're not a missionary, teaching Sunday school, work in the parking lot, well, then you're not in the ministry. Here's the truth, disciples. That's not a biblical purview. The truth is this, that we're all in the ministry. Your ministry is through your art. Your ministry is your outreach to this lost world. Never believe that what the Lord has you doing is insignificant or unimportant to him. You see, you speak in ways that no one else could. In a language, in other words, the way that you communicate, the way you draw, the way you paint, what, the way you write, all of those things. In a language that others will understand and that reaches the heart of men and women that see what you've created. Let me repeat that. You speak in ways that no one else could. In a language that others will understand, meaning the style, the way you write, the way you sing, the way you express your creativity. You see, others will understand that. And it reaches their hearts when they see what you create. You see the images, the words, the performances of the disciple of Christ. If you go back and look through for church history, I want you to think about the powerful impression that the arts made since the beginning of the church. Think about it this way. If you go to a cathedral in Europe, those cathedrals, there is so much thought. These 
people who made these places took the scriptures and made the cathedral to show these attributes of God in that cathedral. That's why they're so grand, that when you walked in, you had a sense of awe. You had a sense of reverence. You know, the stained glass windows, those are there because the people of that time couldn't read. And it gave them an image of what the Bible said. Those images were critical. Those images gave people hope. The Holy Spirit empowers you in what you're doing in his strength and by his leadership. Get a hold of that, disciples. Never let it go. This podcast is here to encourage you. It's here to equip you. It's here to embolden you, the disciple of Christ in the arts, that you would have an eternal impact for Christ in these last days. And here's the passion in my heart about this podcast, and that is that you would be built up and have such a hunger for Jesus Christ and his word to the point that he becomes an all-consuming fire. And you live and create with a constant awareness that he is with you and he is working through you. We can use the analogy of the burning bush of Exodus 3. Here's what happens. Exodus 3, chapters 1 through 4, or chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight. What was the great sight? Why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Now I want you to notice four things here. First of all, Moses sees the fire. He's out watching sheep. He looks over. He sees a bush that is on fire, but it's not consumed. What's the deal with that? He goes over to see it. So he sees a bush that's on fire, and he says, what's going on there? And he goes over to see it. What happens then? God calls out to him. What does he say? Moses, Moses. What does Moses say? Here I am. When you're on fire for the Lord, people are going to see something going on. People will then be drawn over to see what's going on. And when you speak of Christ, the Lord will call out the Holy Spirit. What is his role? One of his roles? That's right, to convict the world of sin. He's going to speak to them. And like Moses, they'll say, here I am. And they'll receive him as Savior. That's a picture of what God wants to do through you. It's interesting. 
It says the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. Fire in scripture often represents the presence of the Lord. It's also a type of the Holy Spirit. Think of it this way. You'll remember when Solomon prayed at the dedication of the temple, what happened? Fire fell. Why? God was there. The presence of the Lord came in to that temple. Acts chapter 2, Pentecost comes. What happens? Tongues of fire fall on the people. Why? The presence of the Lord takes up residence in them. You see, you're a bush that's on fire, but you're not consumed. Because the Holy Spirit is in you. He burns as you write and as you speak, as you act, as you draw, as you sing, whatever part of the arts you're in, whatever creative endeavor you are in, you're burning for him. And you see, he expresses the Holy Spirit. He expresses his truth in a way that is unique through you to people that relate to your way of expression. See, you're created in a unique way, a unique way of expressing yourself in the world. And Jesus burns bright through you so the world can see. See, Jesus reaches people through you that only you can minister to. You know, if you listen to any of these uh, self-help people, they talk about uh, lately, and maybe I'm, this may have fallen out of favor by now, but it used to be, they'd say, you have to find your tribe. Those are the people that look at what you do and immediately relate to it. There's a commonality of language. You see, those are the people that the Lord brings for you to minister to. Those are the people that that fire that's burning in you will come, that your work will attract, that they're going to come, and they're going to say, what's going on here? Jesus reaches people through you that only you can minister to. You're on fire for Christ, but you're not consumed. And everybody can see that. See, your ministry is huge. It's bigger than you know because of what Jesus is doing in your life. Now, get back to the podcast here and a bit more of the format stuff. Uh, the show will run about 30 minutes or so. Now, I'm going to do it bi-weekly. I think that's sustainable at this time, and we'll see what the Lord does. We're going to see what the Lord does. This is what he's put in my heart now. Now, one of the things that we will be doing is we're going to we're going to look at a lot of scripture. There's going to be a lot of Bible. You know, we're living in a time when there's uh, the need to know scripture is greater than ever. And there's so much to explore that relates to you as a disciple of Christ and as an artist. And to apply all of these things in every facet of our lives as an artist. And we will get deep into the weeds on a lot of things. We're going to really look at what scripture says. Uh, Any more Things are so light. People aren't really delving into what the Bible says. And we need the depth. I want to know Jesus. I want to know Jesus to the fullest extent that I am possible. So we'll dive into the word. 
And the other thing is, there's so much false teaching. And of course, we can be very vulnerable to false teaching. It's everywhere. You've got to know Scripture, disciples. You've got to know Scripture. I read a post uh, somebody put up the other day. They had a little meme they had put up. And what is so interesting is somebody responded that God wants me to prosper. God wants me. And he started in. It was total prosperity doctrine. Total shallowness of what the Bible says. And you know, the prosperity doctrine can be so attractive. We're all susceptible to it. And it's interesting as well, because, you know, when you're struggling as an artist, it's really easy to believe something like the prosperity doctrine. It's so powerful. This is kind of an interesting story. Uh, the first of the year, starting on January 1st, the city of San Francisco was going to start a universal basic income program. And guess who were going to be the first recipients? It was a pilot program. Artists. Why? Because artists have the power to affect the culture through what they create. Artists have the power to affect the culture through what they create. That tells you the power that art has. And I see people, they have podcasts. There's a, one in particular that comes on and everything that he teaches is prosperity. Everything he teaches is prosperity. I can speak to this more than I can tell you because I got caught up in that many, many years ago. And it grieves me because it sets a hope that is totally anti-biblical. There's so much false teaching. One of the things I do is I take teaching of the Word extremely seriously. It has to be taught accurately. I take 1 Timothy 4.16 very seriously. This is where Paul tells Timothy, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing you will save both yourself and your hearers. When he says save your, both yourself and your hearers, he's, saying, he's talking specifically about the deceptions of false teaching. So he tells Timothy, you keep a close watch on yourself and on what you're teaching, and he says you've got to persist in this. So we're going to dive into the Bible and build you up there, that you would know Jesus better. We're also going to have other guests that come on. I'm going to be able to, we're going to talk, interview them, and all the different genres of art that we're going to meet, we're going to get to know, and we're going to focus on what is it that Jesus is doing in our lives? How did they come to know the Lord? That kind of thing. It's going to be great. There's wonderful stories out there that will build you up. And finally, I'll give you a little personal background I came to Christ, it looks like around eight years old. You know, I grew up this in a Christian family, and uh, I don't remember ever not believing in Jesus. Now, I've been married to Wendy, who is my wonderful wife, for 31 years. That's really hard to believe. It's almost 31 years. It'll be 31 years in November. And that whole story is amazing in itself. Now, Wendy... She's the one that supports everything I do, and she enables me to do what we do. We, everything we do is together. It's always a joint venture. So we've been through a lot together, and she's just fantastic. Now, I'm an artist, I'm a Bible teacher, and I'm a pastor. And just so you know exactly where I'm coming from, I'm a Calvary Chapel pastor, and I've served in both associate and senior pastor roles. 
Well, that's enough on my background and all that. But this is what the podcast is going to be about. This is where we're headed. And my heart is that you are blessed with every episode and that you will not be able to wait to hear what the Lord has for you. Jeremiah 9.24 says this, But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Now we're talking, disciples. Now we're talking. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Creator's Calling. Thank you so much for listening. Now you know exactly what we're going to be walking into, what we're going to be doing here. Follow me on Instagram if you're not already. And I'm also on Gab, and that both of those are at The Creator's Calling. That cool music you hear at the beginning and I'll play here at the end, that's by my brother, Chris Madsen. You can follow him on Instagram and YouTube at Chris Madsen Worship. And tell others about the podcast because we want to be able to get together and listen and have our ears tuned in and ready that we can hear the Creator's calling. And I'll see you next time.